I've even got, guys, I got my backup recorder set up. I'm excited about this. All right, everyone, welcome to episode 55 of the podcast, dude. Today, I'm talking about getting guests to come on your podcast and asking to be a guest on someone else's podcast. And <laughs> I don't I don't normally quote Bible verses on my show because I'm not uh, I'm not into religion anymore except maybe Buddhism, but we're, we don't talk about that on this show. Uh, but I, I, I was thinking about, as I was thinking about this, this topic, I was thinking of a, of a Bible verse that applies to this topic, actually, and it's, ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened to you. So it's been said that in, base, in baseball, no, it's been said that in basketball, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. And the same is true for getting guests on your podcast or being a guest on other people's podcasts. If you don't ask, it's not going to happen. So getting over your fear of rejection is step number one. But today in this show, I want to talk to you about the things that you can do to increase your chances of landing the guests that you want, and how you can ask to be a guest on someone else's podcast without feeling awkward. So that's the show for today. That's usually what I say when I'm about to end a show. But I mean, that's what I'm talking about today. Hope you guys are having a good day so far. Show. Oh, you know what? I forgot to introduce myself. Hello, my name is Aaron Dowd. I am the podcast dude. And Colleen says, this music makes my day 100% better. It is pretty good music. I enjoy it. So my name is Aaron Dowd. I'm, I'm 30 years old. I live near Fort Worth, Texas, just a couple hours north of San Antonio, where owner of the network and my friends, Sean and Corey McCabe and Ben Tolson all live. We're just a, a big, happy family of people making podcasts, trying to help people. My show specifically is about podcasting, and I like to help you guys make podcasts like to help you make podcasts. So today I want to talk about finding guests for your show, getting guests on your show, and then getting yourself on other shows. So the first thing I want you to keep in mind when you're thinking about asking someone to be a guest on your show, your first goal should be to provide something interesting for your audience to listen to. So you need to put yourself in their shoes. What topics are they interested in hearing about? And you can go two ways from here. If you know someone that's really, really interesting then you can say, okay, what can I get them talking about that my audience will find interesting? Or if you think about what your audience will find interesting, pick a topic and then go, who can I find that can talk about this topic? But again, always keep your audience in mind. Focus on delivering value to them first. So next, think about and look for people who are already talking and writing about these topics. So if you don't have someone in mind that you want to that you want to ask to come on your show, if you're looking for interesting new people to talk to, you know, and if you're doing a, a new podcast episode every week, you're probably looking for people to talk to. Uh, try to find people who are already out there trying to grow an audience online. So these people will be actively putting out content and engaging on social media. You'll see them. They're they're making themselves visible by doing videos, by doing podcasts, by writing blog posts. So look for those people. They're going to be most likely happy to accept an opportunity to talk about what they're passionate about. So and then the next step is to actually reach out. 
<laughs> you actually have to reach out to these people. And there's lots of different ways to do this. But one of, the, one of the safe bets is to choose the place that they seem most active. So if they're a hardcore Twitter user, reach out to them there, you know, send them a, send them a mention or a direct message if you can do that. If they're into Snapchat, if they snap a bunch, hit them up there. If they have an email list, most people who want to be contacted will make it pretty easy for you to contact them. <laughs> so if you, if you want to get someone that, if you go looking for their contact info and it's not anywhere, there's a very good chance they're not actually looking to be on a podcast. They're not actually looking to talk to people. And some people are just, I'm not going to say introverts, but some people are just super, super focused on their projects and what they're doing. And they actually may not need any more of an audience. They may have an established audience that is more than enough to support them. And the important thing for them to do right now is to create work. So in that case, look for those people. The, the, the people that want to be on your show will probably, it'll be easy to contact them. So again, ask yourself why you want to talk to this person. So before you reach out to these people, you need to write down why you're interested in talking to them. So did they publish a really great or interesting book or article lately? You know, have they been consistently sharing great ideas online? Or maybe it's someone that you know in person who has a lot of great things to say, but they just never had a platform, you know, to, to say those things on before. Or maybe it's someone who works on products or services that you love and you're just curious about, you know, how they do it, what they think and all those kind of things. But it's, it's important to have a good reason when you're asking for someone's time. Let me say that again, because that's huge. If you're going to ask for someone's time, you need to have a very good and compelling reason. Let's see. Charlie had said something about this in the chat earlier. I'll get to that in a second. So I'm going to give you a super quick email template for reaching out to guests. So if you want to reach out to someone, send them an email, which is pretty common these days. Here's what you need to do. Here's kind of the, the flow. So number one, Start off by proving that you're a real human who is familiar with this person's work. So you don't have to know everything about them, but you should have at least listened to a few of their podcasts or read a few of their blog posts. You should be able to mention something specifically and tell them why you enjoyed it. So that's actually number two. Tell them which thing they did that you like and, and why. And, and you need to be specific here. You can't just go to a podcaster and say, hey, man, I love your show. And, and then they say, well, which show did you like? Well, all the great shows. You know, you have so many great shows. Where do I begin? That's not going to come across. <laughs> That's not going to come across very well. So don't say all the great shows. You know, be specific. Tell them, tell them what you like and why, what you liked about it. And then number three, tell them what you'd like to talk to them about on your podcast. So this is, I have this idea, or I'd like you to come talk about this. And it's okay to ask them if there's anything that they would want to be interested in. But you need to, you need to show that you're thinking about why you want them to have on their show. And um, Ben Tolson said in the chat, hey, Merlin, man, I want you to be on my show. Why? Because I think you're cool. And I like the idea of having Merlin Mann on, on my podcast. That's a fantastic example of not thinking about why someone would want to come on your show. Again, that's not like, hey, I think you're really cool and I want to talk to you for an hour. That's not a compelling reason. That's, that's asking for someone's time because you want to get something out of it. Yeah. Or Charlie, I like your video on YouTube. Let's talk. Uh, yeah. Charlie's got things to do. You know, these people that you've heard of are busy and you've heard of them because they've spent their time doing things and not just talking to people on podcasts. All right. Let's keep moving. Um, 
Where was I? Okay, yeah. So number three, tell them why you'd like to talk to them on your podcast and make sure it's a, re- a reason that would be interesting for them. Uh, number four, give any other details quickly. So again, it's how long is this show going to be? You know, do I need a microphone? Or are you going to record the Skype call? Do they need to record a local audio recording? I always suggest that. But you need to include these these kind of details. Don't You don't have to go into huge, huge depth, but mention it. Say, I usually do 30-minute shows. I'd love to have you record your end so I can put it together later and have it sound good. Number five, offer a general timescale for when you want them to come on your show, but make sure that they know you're flexible to meet their schedule and their needs. You know, assuming that you are and you don't actually just have to do a show every Monday like I do, or you have to get this specific episode out next week. So, but say, hey, I'd love to have you on two weeks from now on this date, if that works for you. If not, could we do the week after that or the week after that or a different day? Just make sure they know that you're flexible, if you are flexible. And then number six, don't assume that they are going to say yes. <laughs> this is bad. There's nothing nothing worse than getting an email from someone saying, hey, I'd really love you to do this thing. So here's the information. Here's when it's going to be. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and do it. And thanks for, thanks for agreeing to do this for me. And you're just like, hang on, dude. Hang on. I did not. No. No. I'm offended now. Get out. Get out. It's not going to go over well. So don't, don't assume people are going to say yes. Just end your email, number seven. End your email by thanking them and, and letting them know that you're looking forward to hearing back from them. Next, I want to talk about overcoming objections because I, I do believe when people say no, you should respect that. But I want to talk about some of the common objections that you might hear and how you can overcome them. So number one, and I think the biggest one is, uh, I'm too busy or I don't really have time. So this is something that you should actually look into. I mean, are they really busy? Have they committed to a large project at work recently? Are they in the middle of writing a book? Because the real problem might actually be that your offer, your reason, wasn't attractive enough to them. You should have something to offer that they are interested in, whether that's exposure to your audience, a chance to promote their recent book or a recent project that they did, or even just an opportunity to nerd out about a topic that they love for a while. You need to have a compelling reason for them. Don't make it all about you and what you want and you getting access to their audience. If you're, if you're a, a small fry, as so many of us still are, and you're reaching out to someone who has hundreds of thousands of fans, the, the, there's not going to be that great of a reason for them to come on your show. And that doesn't mean that you, sh- that you shouldn't ask, but just be aware of these things. You know, people will make time for things they care about. So you need to make sure that you are offering something or trying to offer something that they care about, something that they want. Another objection that you might hear from people, less from podcasters, but you might hear, I don't know how to podcast. I'm not really familiar with that, or maybe I'm not good at talking, so I'm not sure. And some people, there are still people, it is 2016, but there are still a lot of people who have never been on a podcast before. So if that's the case and they're, they're not sure of themselves, if they're not confident about the whole process, maybe they don't know how to use the microphone, maybe they don't even have a microphone, you're going to need to be willing to take the time to explain that whole process to them and make sure that they know that you will take responsibility to make sure that everything goes smoothly. So don't, don't leave it up to them, especially if they've told you that they don't know what they're doing, you know, make yourself available, say, hey, we'll do a test recording the week before, jump on a Skype call for 30 minutes to make sure everything's good. Let me know if you have any questions. You should go check out this podcastdude.com guy 
because <laughs> anyways, anyways, yeah, just be there for the people who don't know how to podcast and that might help them feel better and be more than willing to come on your show. And finally, I said this earlier, but I'll say it again. Respect their no. Respect their no. If, if someone says no, clearly, don't get angry. Don't get mad. Don't try to talk them out of it. Just just thank them and, and move on. You know, Charlie Prangley said in the chat before the show, she said, I've had a few requests from people to be on their show or be interviewed for their blog that I've turned down because I hadn't actually or they hadn't actually launched those things yet. And I wanted to see what the quality of their output was like, you know, the care and the attention that they give to it before I gave up my time to answer their questions. Does that seem fair to you? Yeah, Charlie, absolutely fair. I mean, this is this is one of the biggest things. If you're if you're yet to start a podcast, if you're yet to really launch a blog, if you don't have a backlog, if you don't have some kind of evidence that you have somewhat of an idea of what you're doing and you reach out to people who are who are further down the path and who are constantly creating and, and putting stuff out, they're going to look at that and say, um, you know, how do I know that I'm going to, that I'm not going to go on this podcast for an hour and then the person is never going to get it out because they get, they get stuck trying to edit this podcast. This has happened to me before. There was a guy who was like, I'm planning on launching a podcast. I'd love to have you on it. You know, here's a list of questions. Can we talk? I talked to him for an hour. Guy I know. He never published that episode. I mean, I basically gave him an hour of my time and he never published the episode. You know what episodes he did publish? Episodes from people that are like 15 times more famous than I am. But, this, and, and you know, okay, like I'm a little bit bitter about that. that. That doesn't, that wasn't a good experience for me to say, hey, give me an hour of your time. And then, hey, I'm not actually ever going to publish this because I've got these, I got these more famous people now. Don't think people don't notice that. Don't think people won't remember that, you know? And if, if it's the flip side, if someone's asking you to be on their show and they don't really have much of a show, be okay with telling. It's, it's totally okay to say no to people who are asking for your time if there's nothing in it for you. Don't be afraid to say no to people who are asking for your time if there's nothing in it for you. You only have, you only have so much time. You've only got so many hours on this earth. Why are you going to just give it away like it doesn't mean anything. Don't do that. So on the flip side, make sure you understand the value proposition for the people that you're asking. But don't be afraid to ask, you know? Don't be afraid to ask. Get over your fear of asking. Ask more. Don't, uh, don't psych yourself out. I don't know if you guys ever seen that, um, that comedy movie, Basketball. If, you, if you've seen this, you know what I'm talking about. Don't psych yourself out <laughs> or don't let other people psych you out. You know, I was thinking about this as I was writing the show notes for this episode. And I was like, you know, who are, who are some famous people that I would be interested in having on my podcast, but I haven't asked yet? And I was like, well, you know, that Dan Benjamin guy who runs a 5 by 5 network, interesting dude, has a lot of experience with podcasting. There are quite a few things I'd like to talk to him about things that I think he could talk about that most people can't. But I just haven't asked him yet. Because I, because I feel like he's going to say no because I'm still small fry compared to that guy. Uh, you know, is there are some of you people who think like you're not the, you're not a big deal? No, I'm not a big deal. <laughs> I'm really not a big deal. He has he has far more followers. He has a far bigger audience and there's other than the fact that like he might be generous and say, yeah, I'll give you 30 minutes of my time. I'll share this because people are curious about this. He's actually got his own podcast about podcasting. So you could just talk about that stuff there. I don't know. But but the fact is, I've never even asked him. 
this is all just conversations that I'm having in my head. I never even asked him. I could reach out to, I, I got the dude's phone number. I could just text him right now and just be like, hey, would you be down to come on my show in a couple of weeks to talk about this and this, since I think it's really interesting. Haven't done it. I've psyched myself out. So don't, don't do that. Don't, don't be like me in that case. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so let's talk for a minute about being a guest on someone else's podcast. Again, don't be afraid to ask. Other podcasts, they need guests too. If it's a show where they interview people, if you have something valuable to share with their audience, then just say that. <laughs> you know, Just say, hey, you do a podcast about podcasting? I podcast about podcasting. Let's talk about this. I know your audience is going to find that interesting. Like I'm a graphic designer. You do a podcast about graphic design. Did you notice the, this thing happened last week? Can, can I come on your show and talk about that? And something else to note, if, if it's a show, if it's a show that doesn't normally have guests, then it's still okay to ask, say, in that case, I would say something like, hey, I know you don't normally have guests show that you're a real human and that you're actually paying attention to them. But I was wondering if maybe I could come on the show and talk about this. And then just see what they say. Don't get angry if they say no. But if, it's, if you know it's a show where they have guests on regularly or occasionally, then it's totally fine to reach out and say, hey, I really like your show. I like what you're doing. And I think I could talk about this. I think this would be really interesting for your audience. And if they agree with you, then they'll say, yeah, sure. Come on the show. Let's do it. And back to what Bennett said earlier, you should remember that I'm a huge fan, so I'd like to ask you questions for an hour because it'd be really fun for me. That is not something that their audience is going to find valuable. It's probably not even something that they're going to be interested in doing. Unless it's the kind of show that welcomes those kind of Q&A questions. Like if someone said, hey, I've got 10 questions to ask you about podcasting, I might actually, I might agree to that. Like, okay. But if someone was just like, hey, I'm a, I'm a big fan of what you do. I'd like to talk about you for an hour. Or I'd like to ask you questions. Mm, again, keeping the focus on the audience. So that's, that's a big problem when you talk about, when you go on a show or you, you ask someone to come on your show and you just say, hey, I really liked this thing that you did. Can you talk about this for a while? And it's, if it's a question that is kind of very, very personal, the response is going to be just very helpful to you and nobody else, then that's not helping anybody. So I want you to think about trying to find your community. So what do I mean by finding your community? So Ask and, and, and check to see if there are other podcasts out there that are similar to yours, that are about a similar topic. And then find out, you know, who are the people that are making those? What are they talking about? What are they interested in? Those are the people that you should be talking to. Those are the people that you should be inviting on your show. And those are the people that you should say, hey, I'd love to come on your show sometime and talk about this, this, or that. So find your community. Be, be looking for people, always looking for people who are talking about similar things. Maybe sometimes even for people who are talking about opposing viewpoints, but that depends on you and you know how you like to talk. If you like to argue, some people like to argue. Oh, hey, Hannah, there's a show. <laughs> you almost missed it. I'm just about to do the recap. So you'll basically get the 15 second version without having to listen to the past. Uh, what is it? 20 minutes now? <laughs> okay. So in closing, let's do a quick recap. Number one, know why you want to talk to someone and why you want them to be on your show. Number two, explain your why clearly to them and give them any other details that you think they might need. Number three, respect their decision if they clearly say no. Number four, 
don't be afraid to ask. So don't psych yourself out. Don't don't talk yourself into thinking that you know what somebody else is going to say before they even say it. Number five, look for the people who are already putting themselves out there and trying to grow an audience because those are the people that are going to be most likely to agree to come on your show. All right, so that's going to do it for the show today. If you have any questions, you can send me an email, Aaron at the podcastdude.com. Love to hear them. Well, I can uh, I can answer them in a future episode. You can also follow me on Twitter at the podcast dude. I want to say if you're not a Sean West member yet, you can support the show by heading over to seanwest.com slash membership and checking that out. It is a, a great place to get to know awesome people and get inspired. It's a fantastic investment if you love learning and accountability. And the price is actually going up soon. So if you want to lock in the, the yearly rate that you can get right now, sign up now. Uh, I would say the date, but people might be listening to this in the future. So I'm not going to say the date. Just go, go sign up. It's worth it. You get access to all the super fantastic information in our vault, which includes all the past episodes of the shows, all the shows on this network, including this one. I'm not going to say I have the best show, but uh, <laughs> I've done additional great episodes on this topic before interviewing. Uh, episode number seven was how to get great audio from your guests, where I talked about a little bit more of the technical stuff around getting audio from your guest. And episode 36 was the basics of podcast interviews, where I went into more depth about how to do interviews and you know whether you should ask people specific questions or not. I'm just kind of nerded out on interviewing. So those are both great episodes. And uh, members get access to those because they're in the backlog, in the backlog, in the archive, in the vault. So go check out seanwest.com slash membership to learn more. If you haven't yet, if you're enjoying the show, head over to iTunes, leave me a review. I made a URL for you, so it would be super, super simple to do this from your phone or your computer or your, I don't know, where else do people get on the internet? Your Xbox? Sure, whatever. The podcastdude.com slash iTunes. It's easy. Just say it. Say it to yourself over and over again. The podcastdude.com slash iTunes. Leave me a review. Five stars would be greatly appreciated. That's going to do it for the show today. Wait, wait. No, I have a question here. I'm going to do the question before the outro music and then it's going to be the outro music and then we're done just an after show for the for the community members awesome switching things up okay so charlie had asked if you're building an interview this is the first time i'm reading this question by the way so bear with me doing it live if you're building an interview based show how can you get your first interviews to launch with so i can advise the people who ask me next time this is actually this is actually a fantastic question. I was thinking about this earlier. I, I hadn't prepared for this question exactly, but I was thinking about it after you said the whole thing about like how someone had asked you to, to be on the show, but they don't actually have a show, so you're not sure. I would say that you need to be doing things in the beginning that show that you are capable of producing content. So if you want to start an interview podcast, but you like you want to get some famous people on, well, first, I actually don't think getting a bunch of famous people on your show as a way to grow and get a sustainable audience is going to work out that well. Because really, if you're relying entirely on your guest's audience to be like, <laughs> you think it works that way, right? Like they're going to hear you interv interview this person and then they're going to subscribe and they're going to be your fan too. No, no. It, it Like that's that's worked for some people in the past. But if you're just like trying to leech audience members from famous people, that's not going to work out well. You'll get, you'll get some of them, 
But if once, you know, once you stop talking to famous people or once they realize that you don't actually have a voice of your own, that you don't actually have anything valuable to say, they're going to bail. So anyways, that's besides the point. Start writing. Start doing blog posts. This is, this is the simplest. You know, right now, when I started, when I started blogging, 2011, I set up a WordPress.com site. You can still do this. It's actually a pretty good way to get started with writing. The stuff I wrote, oh, hang on. Let's see, is, uh, what is it? Aaron playing drums.wordpress.com is still live. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I, bring this, uh, I bring this up every once in a while. Hang on. I will post this. So if you guys are curious about the very first stuff that I really published on the web, Let's see, I updated uh, July 19th, 2011, new website. Yeah, so this was, this was 2011, I was publishing this like July. Oh, man, so it has been, whoa, whoa. Guys, it's been like five years. It's been five years since I first started a blog. That's just, it's, it's a long time, but it, whoa, that's weird. Okay, anyways, Aaron playing drums.wordpress.com, my very first blog. I started publishing stuff there. It was all over the place. My writing style was all over all over the place. The stuff I was talking about was like kind of half baked. Sometimes there'd be like YouTube videos. Sometimes there'd be like just thoughts. Sometimes like book reviews. Just random stuff. But I got something out there. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to start like start writing on a WordPress.com blog. Start writing on Medium. You can go sign up for a Medium account and publish. And and the interface is so so simple. It's so easy. You know. And if you need it, if you're just like, well, I'm not sure what to write about. I'm not sure how to write blog posts. Go simple, you know, one idea, pick an idea that you want to talk about, pick three, like three things that you want to say about it. Try to fill in the gaps a little bit and publish that like, like 300 words, 500 words tops. Totally fine. You just need to get started. You just need to get used to putting an idea down, writing out what you have to say about it, and then fixing any spare spelling or grammar issues and publishing it. Because if you do that and you keep doing it, you get better over time. So you have to build up this this archive of work so that even if you don't have a podcast yet, like you have a website, you've got some blog posts. This person can go to your site and see that you're familiar with publishing. And I don't want to discourage you from trying to get people that are more famous, but I would encourage you to look for the people who are closer to your level. Don't reach out to Mark Marin and try to get him out, get him on your podcast. Look for people who are more <laughs> similar to you as far as audience size go. You know, if you have if you have a podcast with a thousand a thousand downloads a week, look for other podcasts who are in that same kind of like good and but still relatively small, still relatively new. But at the same time, I'm thinking of a show that I, I help produce called The Front Side, and these guys are programmers from Austin. And they got some, I don't know if any of, uh, any programmers in here? Anyways, there's a, there's a programmer called Yehuda Katz, who's pretty well known, pretty, pretty popular. They got him on the show. They got him, they just reached out to him and say, hey, we'd love to have you come on the show and talk about this thing. I don't remember what it was exactly, but the guy agreed and they got, I think it was, it was, I don't think it was as much as like you would expect, but it was a significant significant number more than they normally get on an episode now 
and that was a while back. So don't be afraid to reach out, but also look for people who are more on your level. So I hope that answers your question, Charlie. Okay, so that's going to do it for the show this week. Boom. Simple, right? Again, I'm thepodcastdude.com, thepodcastdude on Twitter. Have an excellent week, and I'll talk to you next time. <laughs>